This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine is brought to you by Retro Days, a fun online community at retro-daze.org and the Retro Days YouTube channel featuring the RD's Retro Detention series. Click the links in today's show notes to connect now. And by HalloweenCostumes.com, the biggest and best selection of Halloween costumes, accessories, and decorations online. The biggest selection means over 10,000 costumes from your favorite pop culture properties in comics, video games, movies, television, and more. The best selection means costumes to fit anyone. Kids, parents, couples, groups, plus size, and even sexy costumes. And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection, including Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in adult and kid sizes. Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, ALF, Beetlejuice, The Smurfs, and more, including over 3,500 exclusive designs. And don't forget one of the Retro Network's favorite items, those ugly Halloween sweaters. Check out the brand new designs for 2021 like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Plus, you can now get the ugly Halloween sweater designs on face masks. Click over to HalloweenCostumes.com right now using the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off one in-stock item now through November 6th, 2021. HalloweenCostumes.com the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! The Retro Network Time Machine is fueled up and ready to double back to the past. You've got Jason here and Mickey guiding you on our little journey through time. Mick, how's your week been? It's been okay. I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. I'm trying something different tonight. Okay. I'm in the theater, but I'm joined by three kittens. So if you hear a weird noise or you hear me telling somebody to get the F off of something or a slapping sound and trying to get their attention. So, as long as you're not slapping them, I guess. Well, if I could reach them, I wouldn't have to slap the thing here next to me. Yeah, I never figured you'd be a uh, cat lady. I never did either. And then I had daughters who were. So what do you do? Uh, yeah, it's hard to tell them no. Yeah. We would probably have about 12 cats if uh, my wife wasn't allergic. <laughs> so, <laughs> she can't have any kind of dander. Any dogs that shed, that's why we got the poodle. So, hmm. I'm a poodle man. Not right. by choice, but, you know, we all have our flaws, I guess. We do. My flaw <laughs> is letting them into the theater room, but I don't trust them on their own. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I got a note from you earlier in the week of something you wanted to talk about. So, you want to get right on that? Yeah, go ahead and hit me with it. I know you've already heard it, so I'm not going <laughs> to build that up. But Little Debbie is now in the ice cream business, or soon to be in the ice cream business. And they're kicking things off with the classic Christmas tree cakes ice cream. Yes. Which sounds heavenly, because mm-hmm. I love a good... Well, I don't know. I 
if there's pieces of the there's obviously got to be pieces of the Christmas tree cakes in there, but I wonder it's what got, else it's got do. pieces. It's a it's a white like cake flavored ice cream, I believe I read. Mm-hmm. And it's got pieces of yellow pound cake. And it has a red frosting stripe and green sprinkles mixed in it. It better be those like sugar yeah. sprinkles. Crystal. Yeah, the crystal yeah. sprinkles. Oh, gosh. Mm. So I saw the picture that Karen had posted and tagged me in on Twitter. And I went a few days looking at it like, oh, my gosh. You know how sick I would be after eating that? <laughs> but then I realized that it's hard to see in the picture. Mm-hmm. But that's a pint not like a half gallon box or something. I can do a pint and be okay. Okay. And it's supposed to hit stores November 1st. That so is right, not too right far after, away. Right after Halloween, my daughters can eat all the candy they want. Not that they go trick or treating <laughs> anymore, but we bought a crap ton of candy, even though we don't give it away. So I guess they plan on eating it. And then I saw when I came in today, the Temptations Cat Treats. It's brand name. You're okay. probably not familiar. Anyway, there is a coffin-shaped box on my kitchen table from Temptations that has these little baggies of cat treats. Okay. Which is actually a, not a bad idea. People who take their pets with them, trick-or-treating or whatever. <laughs> little baggies of treats. But I'm thinking, what in the world? Can we just yeah. not buy a regular bag of treats? But anyway, I don't want to get too far off the subject, but they can have their candy for Halloween, and the next day I'm going to be on the hunt for some Christmas tree cake ice cream. I'm reading an article over on the Thrillist, and it says they first were released in 1985. That seems uh, it seems like they're old. the The tradition of those would have gone back farther than that. But that sounds about right for my nostalgia. Yeah. I'm sure that was about the age I first discovered them in it. I probably first discovered them because they were like a new little Debbie cake novelty thing. And Oh mm-hmm. gosh, you got to have them mom. And man, Oh, it's the, it's, you know, me and I love Christmas, right? Sure. I don't know where it's at on the list, but little Debbie Christmas tree cakes are in my top 10 Christmas things ever. So, okay. So here's the question. Where do they go from here? There's so many possibilities in making Little Debbie ice cream. What little would you Debbie, do next? Little Debbie Star Crunch ice cream. Uh, <laughs> I'd be all over that. Yeah, that stuff's good. Little Rice Krispies and caramel in it and some chocolate ice cream. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got something sitting next to me here that uh, would make a, a pumpkin, pretty good ice cream. Pumpkin Delight ice cream? Yes. Yep. Actually, I want Pumpkin Delight cereal first. They have done everything else pretty much in cereal. Give me some pumpkin delight cereal. Right. Yeah, I could go for that. Hmm. I'm going to make a trip to Ollie's. Yeah, there's a lot they could do, though, with the Little Debbie stuff. I mean, Swiss cake rolls, eh, they're good as a cake. I don't know what you do with those outside of oatmeal cream pies. They've done the cereal now. Oh. I don't know where they go from here. I, I don't know that they could ever top this, though. <laughs> well, they had definitely picked the right one to kick things off with. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, see, next year, maybe they roll out a... Of course, if this is a hit, you bring it back. But 
maybe next year, in addition to it, they bring out the chocolate Christmas tree cake version of the ice cream. Mm. Which I like the chocolate Christmas tree cakes, but you know me, I, I got to have the original. I didn't see them last year, but in previous years, they put out those Christmas tree spice cakes. Those were really good, too. Oh, really? Now, that sounds mm-hmm. interesting. Spice cake, and it has uh, the white frosting, and it has like a orangish, yellow, reddish stripes on it, and like some kind of light, almost see-through crystal sprinkles but it's a spice cake inside it's really good keep your eyes open in case they bring those back this year all right all right well while we're on the uh the food kick have you heard pillsbury is releasing cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon rolls well it's not a stretch you can pretty much call any cinnamon roll a cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon roll if you wanted to I mean, who's going to be able to really argue the flavor? You know, I don't know. Which I love cinnamon toast crunch, and I like cinnamon rolls, so it don't matter to me. Brand it whatever you want. Now, it looks like, I'm looking at the pictures here, I thought maybe they had some cereal pieces in there or something. Maybe I'm wrong. That would have like a weird texture. Yeah, it would. It's Because it looks like there's some stuff in with the dough there, but... It sure looks freaking good. Yeah, I you know, cinnamon cinnamon and cinnamon toast crunch. I don't I don't know where you would differentiate other than it's just branding. You know, maybe right. it's just good uh, marketing <laughs> move. Well they've had more than the, a, uh, a different taste, you know. They've had the cinnamon toast crunch toaster strudels, which to me tastes just like their um regular cinnamon, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is still great. Yeah. I don't, care what it's called it, it just tastes good but i do like the branding i kept my box and folded it down put it with my cereal boxes so years from now i can tell my grandkids we used to have cinnamon toast crunch toaster strudels <laughs> all the time they're laughing at me as they're rehydrating a pizza hut pizza <laughs> in seconds like back to the future too yeah a personal pan pizza just to rub it in your face you used to have to cook it that's like a baby's <laughs> toy you're mixing a couple lines but that's okay you get my point. Yes, I do get your point. They did the cinnamon toast crunch like uh, seasoning, right? So that's yes. cool, you know, where you it can because we love cinnamon sugar on toast or whatever. We we make our own, but you know that's good branding. I saw this week as well that they have like some kind of Twix topping now to sprinkle on yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's another one of those routes that they're doing <laughs> with uh, food marketing is. Getting uh, seasoning for everything. You need to do yourself a favor and Google uh, Twix dip. Okay. Yeah, you dip like cookies in this caramel chocolate dip stuff. Oh, yeah. I've never personally tried it, but where I'm diabetic, mm. but I've watched the videos of people making it numerous times and just drool all over myself. <laughs> Twix dip. Okay. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, have you heard, Mick? A high school student, uh, I believe just this past week, actually, no, it was it was earlier in the year, but I just, somebody sent me the story this week. Uh, a high school student rickrolled his entire school district. Hmm. So uh, apparently they were, he was in the, like the AV class or something, and they decided to like find every 
piece of equipment that was on the network, like uh, screens and uh, just every anything that uh, was linked up to the network. And most of them, I guess, were not like protected, like <laughs> password protected or anything. So they could just grab everything. And then they played uh, Rick Astley for the whole, <laughs> everything that was on that network, pretty much across the whole dis- school district. I thought do that you, was uh, genius. Do you remember the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade Rick Roll? Uh, vague, vaguely, yeah. Kind of like at the tail end of the popularity of that. They had that float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Right, and it had these yeah. weird-looking things on it, and they're playing this song, and they're dancing, and the announcers and are talking about it. Then he pops out, and it changes the song and like yeah. rip rick rolled everybody watching the macy's parade yeah that's probably the ultimate one that yeah yeah i didn't think uh <laughs> you know you wouldn't think that a high school student nowadays would even know what that is i guess i don't know how long that's been maybe 10 years ago that was popular it's probably been longer than that yeah my buddy rusty was the worst when i first learned what rick rolling was he would send you that email or have you click on a link and it would start playing that video, and you couldn't click it off. Every time you hovered over the X, it would jump. You had oh, to restart wow. your computer to get <laughs> get it off the screen. That's funny. Yeah. Every projector, every every device. Oh, that's funny. I, I don't know. I guess they uh, probably learned their lesson with that and <laughs> got a little bit more uh, security on their network after they did that. I don't know. I just thought that was fun. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, rumble? No, I think it's that's it. Well, let's do it. Let's jump in the time machine. And where are we going this week? Well, let me give a little backstory. So I've thought it was fun in the past in the after hour shows when you and I would give each other a this or that uh, question or mm-hmm. series of questions. Two things. Pick your favorite. And I thought maybe we should expand on that for the main show and get a little more in depth. So I come up with a few ideas for some things to match up against each other to talk about or argue about whatever. Mm-hmm. Favorite mm-hmm. I opened it up to the staff of the network and they bombarded us with suggestions of things to debate slash argue about. So I've loaded all of that into a database that I can randomize. And we're just going to, however long time permits, we'll do as many as we can get through depending on how much we argue about it or reminisce about (laughs) stuff. And it'll just be random topics. Uh, Just as an example, so people know what, what I'm talking about here. Well, so some of the stuff that was thrown out at us was like pizza hut versus dominoes, Mm -hmm. Freddie, Jason, Tom and Jerry versus itchy and scratchy Kelly versus Jesse. So we're just going to randomize these and, and talk about whatever pops out of the randomizer, Jason and I. Like I said, it may be an okay. argument. We may agree. We may share a lot of memories. We don't know. So we're calling it Retro Rumble, though, because uh, there could be some rumbling. We just don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, jump in the time machine, get going. We're going to rumble, see what happens uh, this week on the show. All right, here we are floating around the past. We've uh, got our boxing gloves on in case we need it, but uh, we'll see. We'll let uh, 
Mick kind of take over and set the randomizer here. I wonder if I need a sound effect. In no. Between. <laughs> no, you won't. All right. Hit us so up be- with our first matchup. Before I hit my random button here, if you're listening to this and you have something you want to hear us talk about, tag us on Twitter at TRN Social and give us your versus matchup, and I'll add it to the database. No guarantee it'll come up quickly or no guarantee it won't because I'm just going to add them to the database. As we cover these, I'm going to highlight them to know that we've already covered them and yours could be next. So submit your versus battles. All right. I'm hitting the randomize range button here. Top of the list. Hmm. Say anything versus pretty and pink. And this was offered up for us by Karen from the retro network. I was going to guess Tim. Uh, I would lean towards probably pretty and pink just because I've seen it more pretty and pink. you know, I don't think I've ever seen either one of these. Really? Okay. Really? I've seen, uh, 16 candles, of course. Uh huh. And I'm the breakfast even... club. I've seen parts of the breakfast club. Not Man. all of the club. I've watched a lot of Riverdale that has Molly Ringwald as Archie's mom, if that counts. Oh, really? I had no mm-hmm. idea. Oh, yeah. She plays his mother in that. And, of course, okay. Luke Perry played his dad till he passed away. It shows full of people, you know. Oh. So what is Say Anything even about? I don't even Say Anything know. is uh, John Cusack. Um, can't remember who's the girl in it. But it's... Uh, it's kind of a coming of age romantic comedy. It's the one with the iconic scene at the end of him with the boom box over his head blaring Peter Gabriel. Okay. I've seen your the eyes. Pic- I've seen that picture on the internet many times. It's not one. I, I've probably watched it maybe twice in my life. So I, I have really haven't gone back to say anything much at all. And the John Hughes ones I've watched more. Just because so my wife is, loves those, but so what is pretty and pink about? Uh it's a high school kind of a deal. They're um trying to remember the whole plot line now. It's been a while since I watched it, but you've got this kind of a love not really a love triangle, but it, you got Molly Ringwald and her best friend is John Cryer from uh uh, what was the Charlie Sheen comedy men, um, two and a half men, two and a half men. He was the other guy in that one, but it, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you <laughs> high school romantic kind of comedy drama sort of a thing. Well, would you say both are worth the hour and a half it would take to watch them? Definitely pretty in pink. I think you'd probably enjoy that one more. Uh, Again, it's been a while since I watched Say Anything, so I, I don't know. I don't know what, how you feel about those kind of movies in the first place. Yeah. Well, Teenage I like, high school. you know, 16 Candles was okay. Uh, Can't Buy Me Love, I liked. So, I, I, you know, it just depends on what it is. But I have to apologize again. Sorry, Karen. Wasn't much of a argument or a debate there because I <laughs> yeah. really have an opinion yeah. either way. All right, let's randomize this again and see what we come up with. Both of us, really. On that oh, one. my gosh. So this one was 
offered up by Kevin Mask Library. Mm-hmm. Flair versus Hogan. <laughs> okay. Well, I know how you lean on that one. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, well, one's an asshole and one's a legend. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. One's a butthole and one's a legend. <laughs> I, uh, I'll Let me go first, and okay. then... You know, I'll let you do your thing since you're more the wrestling uh, expert than I am, guru, whatever, fan. What drew me into wrestling was the WWF kind of 80s, early 90s era. And I do remember occasionally switching over when we got cable on, what was it? I guess it would have been TBS, watching mm-hmm. some of the uh, wrestling on there, which would have included Flair more than Hogan, but... I'm just a product of the time where the WWF was uh, pretty much on top of the hill. I think you would agree with that during that era. And who was their face? It was Hulk Hogan. So, and he had his cartoon show and everything else, you know, the, the, all the action figures and everything that went with it. So it was merchandised and uh, marketed to kids, I guess, so much that that was just kind of my era growing up with that I would say Hogan was the uh, bigger figure in my experience in wrestling. Right. So the answer is probably the same for, would you guess the split is 60, 40, 70, 30. Yeah. I would say somewhere in there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up as on the NWA the late eighties, the Crockett shows, Crockett era, mid Atlantic. And so it was always a more athletic based show product than the cartoony WWF. And I preferred that. I mean, I discovered NWA first discovered WWF probably within two months after. So it, the time frame has pretty much been the same over this. If you look at it from all the years I've watched wrestling, that two months is kind of minuscule, mm-hmm. but Instantly, I saw the difference, even as a kid, in the athletic, more realism, exciting style of the NWA and the more cartoony style WWF. I preferred the NWA style. And Flair was the best representative of the NWA. He was the world champion. He was my world champion and my world champion. And all through the late 80s, early 90s, people talk about would debate Flair versus Hogan, even when people when a lot of people still thought wrestling was real, they debated who would win. Even when you knew it wasn't real, it was <laughs> who do you like better? I've just always been a Ric Flair guy. And because of that, you know, when you're so staunchly in one corner of something, you automatically argue against the other side. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then as I grew up even more and learned even more about the inner workings of wrestling and, and, Hogan always seemed selfish where Flair always seemed like he gave too much. But at the end of the day, I was just a Ric Flair fan. I, I live in the heart of the Mid-Atlantic Territory, NWA, Horseman Country. So I always have been and always will be a Ric Flair fan. And I know mm-hmm. there's a, a slight movement to try to cancel Ric Flair right now, but that didn't work. I don't think it would ever work. So, uh, Good luck with that, people. You'll never change my mind. I will always be a Ric Flair guy. Well, both of them has had their demons in the last, what, decade or so. But just at the end of the day, at uh the end of the day, they're both on Mount Rushmore. 
Right. But, you know. Well, I even I remember, you know, back when we were watching WWF, I knew there was other wrestling out there. Like I've said before, I was watching the World Class Wrestling on ESPN in the afternoons, and I knew there was some other wrestling on like TBS, WCW and uh and things like that, and I remember like <laughs> you remember the story when I'm over at my friend's house we're watching wrestling and then we're horsing around in the living room and his dad yells us to stop playing grab ass. <laughs> One of the moves we'd always do on each other was the figure four. And we knew that was, you know, that was Ric Flair. So yeah. we were aware of him at the time. It was just the amount of, and of course, WWF had like prime time slots in network TV as well. You know, oh, whereas yeah. the WCW NWA were mainly cable. So, I watched all wrestling I could find. So I yeah. watched it all. And it wasn't the WWF so much as it was I didn't like Hogan. So mm-hmm. wasn't like I totally disliked the WWF. I loved Macho Man. And you're talking about wrestling with your friend. I used to wrestle with my brother and climb up on the back of the couch and dive off with the Macho Man's elbow. You know, <laughs> I wasn't putting the figure four on my brother at that time. I was doing moves of WWF guys, just not Hogan, you know. Yeah. I just yeah. never cared for Hogan. And I always liked the bad guys even before it was cool. And I just, there were interesting characters, like for whatever reason, it, it, he appealed to me like Kamala when he was chasing Hogan in 86. I was a big Kamala fan. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just so much Flair versus Hogan. It was a lot of Hogan's opponents I found more interesting than Hogan. So, okay. That's Fair enough. Let's uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. Since we're talking about wrestling again, <laughs> and nice. see what it comes up with. Ooh, so another one from Karen: David Copperfield versus Siegfried and Roy. Hmm. I can't say I've ever seen a Siegfried and Roy performance. I remember when David Copperfield would do those primetime specials in the late '80s, early '90s, and yeah. looking forward to those like a week in advance and talking oh, yeah. about it at school before and after. Those shows were always really good, so I've got to go with David Copperfield. Although getting your face bit off by a line's pretty badass. <laughs> That's hard to argue with, too. Or a tiger, whatever it was. Thanks. I've never been to Vegas, so I've never seen a Sigri and Roy show. Only whatever clips, videos, you know, through the years. And like you said, those David Copperfield specials were something to talk about. And they were hyped, and it was always some huge trick, illusion, whatever you want to call it, that uh, they were hyping. You know, the uh, making the Statue of Liberty disappear, uh, walking through the Great Wall of China, uh, flying. <laughs> that one where he was just floating around, you know. And then there was one. There was something on the Orient Express. I mean, he, he always oh, yeah. used like uh, you know the different. That's the one where he. Is that the one where he made the card appear on the outside of the window of the train or something? Yeah. So they had this oh, little. Gosh. Yeah, we talked about. I remember talking about it after uh, the school next day. But he put those cards on the screen of your TV. Yes. And made you move your finger, you know. And we all landed mm-hmm. on the card. And we're like, how the hell did he do it? But it worked and it just, you know, it sticks in your mind like that. And the next day we were talking about it and did you record it? No. Did you record it? Okay. We're going over to your house. We're going to try that trick again. You know, 
<laughs> so, yeah, those specials were really, really, really popular back in the day. So, whatever happened to him, man? Like, he just disappeared. Like, he's, he's <laughs> well, living that, in... That's uh, his gimmick. <laughs> yeah, yeah tr- <laughs> true. Yeah. But uh, he took... Uh, who was it he was linked to? Was it Claudia Schiffer? One of the supermodels. Yeah, he he took her <laughs> with him as he disappeared. But, you know, I think what happened to him was in the earlier days of the internet, he mm-hmm. started real secrets. You know, that's a big no-no. I think all the other magicians got together and taught him a lesson, and we've never heard from him again. It could be. You never know. Hmm. The magic uh, mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, hit the old randomizer again here. Mm. See, we need like a clicking sound, like it's a, an actual wheel. Boy, we had a good one this time. This one was submitted by yours truly. Uh, you're That's probably so you're probably not going to have an opinion, and I've shared mine. Todd McFarlane versus Rob Liefeld. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, of course, Wizards has influenced me just listening to them. And it was funny. What was the question? Oh, it might have been after you had left during the uh, the Halloween special over at Retro Days. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, a comic book question. Oh crap! I'm trying to think what it was. And the oh, it was which one of these comic artists has not drawn any of the the monster the monster serial characters? And one of them was. Uh, Rob Liefeld and I chose that right away because I was like man his messed up art they, they you could, <laughs> how could he draw you know one of the one of those beloved characters and I was right but yeah you know I, the wizard guys have put him through the ringer and I have a couple books I actually bought I think the first three in that snake eye series mm-hmm. and yeah I don't know it's his art style that just kind of throws me off uh, more than anything, it kind of takes you out of the, out of the story almost in some places, but I don't know. It well, was, they were, they were on sale, put it that way. That's why I bought them. <laughs> Old time listeners, patrons. I can't remember where we played it at. It was on Patreon. Yeah, it was on Patreon. Okay. So people know who've listened far enough back, know my feelings that the rant I had on Rob Liefeld, but that was only because of how he treated our good friends at the wizards podcast guide to comics brought to you by the retro network. Uh, as far as actual taking all that stuff away, let's go back to the nineties. No doubt about it. Todd McFarlane really helped ignite the nineties comic boom when he was killing it on Spider-Man and helped launch image comics. And so did Rob Liefeld. And they were both big mega stars at the time and sold tons of books but I was never, and I'm still not an art guy in comics. I am a story guy. That's why I give me Death of Superman drawn by Dan Jurgens any day over Spawn drawn by McFarlane or any of Liefeld's creations. And Liefeld was not a good storyteller. And Liefeld also would promise the world and, and deliver, you know, a pet rock. But <laughs> uh, McFarlane has certainly went on to greater career success if I'm debating it objectively, Todd McFarlane is the clear winner. I mean, spawn is still a 
household name is not the word, but it, it is a legitimate brand and property. Then you've got McFarlane toys and all the stuff McFarlane has contributed to. He's had spawned movies, spawned animated series. He is a true success. So it's hard for me to not say he's the winner in that matchup. Plus Rob, Rob Liefeld, he can, well, I'm not going <laughs> to. We're on the main show. We're on the main show. Yes. Oh, uh, let's see how much, how much time we got. We got time for a couple more. Let's do it. All right. Ooh. Oh, this one was submitted by me too. Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago. For people who mm-hmm. lived under a rock their whole life, that's <laughs> the main villains in Rocky Three and Rocky Four. Four. Yeah. So, uh, just out of well, I don't know. Usually, when I'm watching the Rocky movies, I'm doing like a marathon nowadays, but. I probably rented and or watched Rocky four more than I have Rocky three, but it's hard for me (laughs) just talking about those two characters as much as I love Mr. T and uh, as much as he is a part of like eighties culture in general, let alone the, you know, the Rocky movies. Uh, but I hate to put him second, but I don't know. I I think Rocky four is, uh, is a movie that probably, well, I don't know if I'd put it above the original, but maybe like my second favorite in the whole series. Hmm. So I don't think there's any in my mind. Rocky four is a better movie, but I think clubber Lang was a better villain. I mean, I've this one's tough. Uh, yeah. Clubber Lang was a more entertaining villain. Well, yeah, he had the big personality, you know, Drago was just out there killing people. Well, but you know what? Drago never beat Rocky like Clever did. Well, so if you're looking at it from like, if it was real perspective, that gives Clever the edge. Clever had much better insults too, especially when you're talking to uh, Adrian. (laughs) Come on over to my apartment later. See what a real (laughs) man is. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. His personality was definitely, I mean, he's got the edge there. And you talked about Uh, Drago killing people. Clubber killed Mickey. (laughs) Well, of course, it's a mm, Drago killing Apollo is probably a. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's a uh, bigger notch on the belt. But but Clubber killing Mickey is a bigger punch in the gut. If you're Rocky, I think. Yeah. Whose death do you think he would have took harder? Mickey's or or Apollo's? Hmm really thought about it i mean <laughs> somebody in your corner versus somebody that pretty much taught you you know but who didn't want nothing to do with him until he got the title fight in the first well, place that's true rocky even accused him of that even took his life yeah yeah this just gotta... all the insults and just the on an emotional level too where drago's more it's more like a david versus goliath type deal you know he's never been cut he's never been touched in all of his career you know and then he takes out apollo and there's not uh there's not going to be much dialogue there it's just a matter of uh something that's you know a story like that where you got the underdog versus the huge favorite but yeah well and you also with clubber you got rocky versus a man with drago drago's pretty much just the face of russia he's it's Rocky yeah. versus Russia at that point. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, that is a tough one for me. The more that more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is very even. So (laughs) we'll have to put that on the back burner and think about it. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, do another. Let's do another. This one submitted by Jason. Oh, it's a subject near and dear to my heart too. Mo versus Larry versus Curly. <laughs> How much have you watched the Stooges? In your I've lifetime? probably seen every short. Okay. And, and the movies. I was. I lived for the. I didn't live for the Three Stooges when I was a kid. I watched a whole lot of Three Stooges when I was younger. I did as well. My bud Wyatt and I, we had. I think at least two six hour tapes, like full of episodes. And I remember him coming over and bringing his VCR and, and we used two VCRs to record his <laughs> six hour tape for, you know, one for me. So I could watch, um, gosh, we watched so much, dude. We still will text each other and spit lines at each other. <laughs> um, but for me, as far as favorite goes, it's between Mo and Curly. Curly was just goofy and funny, and Mo, I just, I he put them in his place and just would slap him to death, you know, right out of the blue and not even think about it. But I don't know. I one of those two, I would narrow it down as my favorite. Uh, if I got a pick from those three, I'm picking Larry. I never was a big Curly fan. My personal favorite was always Shimp. <laughs> okay. I thought Shimp. Shimp had his moments. He did. Shimp was a great combination of dryness and the whole vaudeville act. Mm-hmm. Larry was pretty dry in his delivery. Uh, Mo was, of course, the catalyst for it all. Most of the comedy bounced off of Mo. Yeah. Whether it be. Somebody tried to put Mo in his place by telling him something, but then Mo would fire back with the finger poke or the slap or the hair pull or the, you know, and get his heat back that way. But I was always a big Shemp fan. But from those three, I'm going to go with Larry. Because okay. Larry, Larry was like the glue that held the act together. And from the three you got there, like I said, Mo's the straight man, even though he's funny. Curly's the one trying to be funny, but it's Larry in the middle that both of them can play off of, and he can play off both of them. That just Mo and Curly's on opposite ends of the spectrum, and Larry's right in the middle. Yeah, I so agree with that. Larry's my pick. Did you ever play the Nintendo game? No, I did not. Oh, that was always one of our favorites too. It was kind of dumb, but you're trying. It's it was based on well, there's several different shorts that it was based on, but. The main idea was you're trying to get to the boxing ring where Curly is uh, fighting the champion or whatever. And when he hears Pop Goes the Weasel, which Larry plays on his Stradivarius, uh, then he becomes like super tough, you know, and can take the guy out. If you remember that episode. But uh, there's all all these little challenges in between, too. Well, no, I, I think it was your actually you're trying to save an orphanage or something. But anyway. There's a little trick where the the clams are in curly soup and you're trying to get the crackers before the clams jump up and get them and just little dumb stuff like that. But how uh, much marijuana was smoked before they sat down and designed this game? 
Hey, it was taken straight out of episodes, man. So it all started back then. But yeah, I was a huge Stooges fan. I haven't watched them in years. Uh, I think I have a couple DVD sets with some shorts and can't remember which streaming service had them for a while. And I would put on an episode every once in a while and watch it, but it's been a while. Well, I'm going to do another one here. This is kind of fun. It is fun. Oh, Gary. Gary bringing the tough ones. I thought Clubber versus Drago was tough. Gary from the Retro Network at Mile High Samurai on Twitter. Hanna-Barbera versus Looney Tunes. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is the main event. This is the, the prize fight here. Man, as a whole versus a whole. That's tough right there. It is. Looney Tunes, you know, all of that was based on the the shorts from what, like the maybe 40s, 50s era mm-hmm. that they just replayed and replayed. You got Mel Blank, you know, all the voices. You've got all those great characters. It got probably, not, I want to say worse, but um, not as good as it got older and they tried to do new things with the Looney Tunes. Right. I was never a fan of the, was it Tiny Tunes Adventures? Never yeah, got maybe. into that. Um, and even when they brought them back, I think it was just as like HBO Max was kicking off or something. You know, there's all that hype around they're producing new Looney Tunes shorts. Have you watched those on HBO Max? I have not. Maybe I should. I've heard they're, I've heard they're good and put you in the mindset of the originals. So. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to try them out, but. I have sought out episodes of uh, the Roadrunner and Coyote. Uh, me mm-hmm. and the little girl have watched those. That's probably my favorite out of the Looney Tunes. But just to think about Hanna Barbera too, and oh my gosh! Well, Scooby I'm looking Doo at it. And... I love the variety of Looney Tunes. So back in the late '80s and '88, when TNT started and it was on every night, you could turn it on and get a Bugs Bunny, a Daffy, maybe a Porky. You'd get a Roadrunner Coyote. You had these different variety mm-hmm. of shorts. So I like that aspect. But if I'm on a desert island and I can only have one of the others catalog, I'm taking Hanna-Barbera. One, there's it's so much more. And two, some of my favorite cartoons ever were Hanna-Barbera. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I mean, that's tough to beat, stuff like that. Yeah. So I would have to... Gun to my head, I'd pick Hanna-Barbera, but man, I love Looney Tunes. I've got, it come out in the early 2000s, the Looney Tunes Golden Collection, four-disc DVD set. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the third or fourth disc. You got like a whole disc of Bugs, a whole disc of Daffy, but one of those discs towards the end is is just all the other stuff. Yeah. So it's got Yosemite Sam and uh, Speedy Gonzalez, Roadrunner, Foghorn Leghorn. It's got all that mixed up. Marvin the Martian, um, Michigan J Frog is all on that. That may be my favorite individual cartoon DVD I own for all that variety and just mm-hmm. how fun those those shorts were. Gosh, I don't know, man. I mean, just thinking about well, Hanna Barbera, that was Tom and Jerry, right? No, that's true. Tom Johnny and Jerry, Quest. the Super Friends. Uh, I think they did the Smurfs as well. I'm hmm. trying to 
I'm going to click over here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Flintstones. Jetsons. Yeah, Huckleberry Hound and the, you know, that whole gang. Lap there's, Olympics. There's so much. There's just so much. And it's, you know, so such a wide variety, even more of a variety than even Space uh, Ghost. Looney Tunes. That, but I don't know. It, the, the, the Looney Tunes, though, just I don't know what it is about it. You could just put it on and you stop what you're doing and watch and you've seen them 800 times, but they're still funny to you, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least they are to me. Yeah. So. Gosh, I don't want to choose. I'm leaning. I'm actually leaning towards Hanna Barbera. Oh, they done the Dukes of Hazard cartoon too. So yeah, I'm taking Hanna Barbera. <laughs> that was the game changer, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's like fifty-one forty-nine, though. I mean, very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that all for tonight? Uh, if you want it to be all, I mean, that was a pretty uh, <laughs> monumental pick there. Good yeah. one to end on. You know. Well, I'll, well, I'll do one more because I and this is not random. Okay. It just, it's on the screen here with the other one. It's one of mine. Okay. A rat tail versus a mullet. Now, see if you're gonna if you're gonna do something crazy like either of those, <laughs> go all out. You know, yeah. got to be the mullet. I just remember rat tails were all the rage in my area back in elementary school. See, there was a few kids I remember having them, but gosh. Everybody had a mullet and didn't know it, you know, at, at some yeah. point in their, <laughs> in your, uh, elementary, even, you know, probably even high school. Oh, uh, you just got to look back, people, but just look back through your yearbooks, folks. You'll see people that had mullets. You do. I had mullets back then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that was fun. We'll definitely revisit that. And yes, oh, yes because we ended up without new suggestions from listeners 151 different battles oh, wow so there is plenty of stuff to come okay i like uh, it it hits on a lot of different subjects it does it could all, we can always bring it up too don't need any notes or anything here yeah. or even after hours we can do well, some battles I've you know never really needed notes but you know. right of course you have <laughs> <laughs> but yeah definitely Tweet us and uh, give us some battles to include in there, and we'll make sure to uh, cite you when something does come up and uh, give you credit for the, coming up with the battle. So that uh, that will do it for the time machine. Let's go ahead and jump back in and uh, head back to the present time. We'll tell you what's coming up on After Hours tonight. All right, we hope you enjoyed our rumble through time. If there was a certain matchup that uh, you want to chime in on, maybe you didn't agree with us or, uh, like we said, want to add one to the list, love to hear from you this week on Twitter at TRN Social. And we, of course, invite you to subscribe to the Retro Network Time Machine and check out all of our network podcasts. And you can find that by going to theretronetwork.com forward slash podcasts which includes some exclusives like After Hours, and we're going to be doing a new episode of that coming up tonight. What are we going to be talking about, Mick? An extended version of What Have You Been Watching? Okay. Yeah, we've got a couple things to review. I've got a couple little pieces of 
streaming stuff that uh, I'll include in there as well if you'll let me. Okay. So that'll I'll be coming. <laughs> All right, that's that's cheap compared to some streaming services. So that will be coming up tonight on After Hours on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Retro Network. Come on over and sign up, and uh, there's a ton of podcasts over there just waiting for you to listen to, including After Hours and some of our other specials, grocery stories, and our uh, defunct Drive-In 95 series that we never finished that I still bugs me to death. But you can listen to a lot of great uh, bonus audio over there in the VIP vault if you'll sign up today. And while we're pitching podcasts, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, go to your favorite podcast app and search uh, TRN Presents or the Retro Network Presents. We didn't do one this year. Check out last year's Halloween special. Features everybody in the network at the time, multiple segments, good variety, all Halloween spooky type stuff. So go check that out in your favorite podcast app after you listen to this. I'll put a link in the show notes as well so you can click over find it pretty easily but uh, we sure do appreciate you guys listening until next week Jason here for Mickey and we will see you in time all right <clears throat> I liked it though it bounced all around it did yeah very good variety This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.